Chapter 9 of Dot and Tot of Maryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Dot and Tot of Maryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 9 The Second Valley, Part 2 the room was beautifully furnished but the chairs tables pictures and ornaments were all composed of candy of some sort and there was a fragrant odor of wintergreen peppermint and rose about the room that made tot's mouth water in delightful anticipation the boy seated himself in a pretty pink and white chair and dot sat down upon a small sofa but happening to remember the sofa was candy she quickly arose and remained standing although she was also a little afraid of the sticky floor, which seemed to be well powdered. Soon the woman entered the room, and, having welcomed them, she said, Our colored nurse, Aunt Lowney, had left the baby, little Hyler, out in the sun, and before she noticed he was getting warm, his left hand had all melted away. That was what made him cry. Oh, that is terrible, cried Dot, clasping her hands in horror at the sad accident. What can you do for the poor child? I have sent Aunt Lonnie into the marshmallow field to get him some more fingers. We shall be able to patch him up all right, I think. So do not let it distress you. Accidents are always happening in our valley. But I will order luncheon served at once, for you must be hungry after your journey. She then left the room, but soon returned, followed by two serving-maids, with complexions so dark brown in color that Dot was almost afraid of them. They are only chocolate, you know, whispered the man, and quite harmless when taken in moderation. Dot hardly understood what he meant, but felt more at ease after the explanation. The maids brought many candy dishes to the table, all filled with delicious bonbons and sugar plums of every description. There were apples, pears, oranges, and grapes, berries and peaches, rose leaves and violets, but all were composed of candy and proved delightful eating for drink they had pink lemonade served in dainty candy cups this pink lemonade said the woman is one of the features of our valley through which it flows in a pretty stream sometimes we also drink the river water but not often for it is hardly sticky enough for our taste our luncheon is now ready so please draw your chairs to the table tot tried to rise then but found he was stuck fast to his chair owing to the heat of his body having warmed the candy finding he could not get up he began to cry but dot helped him and by carefully pulling his clothes away an inch at a time she managed to get him loose his clothes left a soft fuzz upon the seat and back of the chair and to avoid further trouble the candy man scattered powdered sugar over the chairs in which dot and tot sat at the table i suppose it will powder your clothes somewhat said he but they can be brushed clean before you leave the valley the children enjoyed their novel luncheon it's the first time whispered dot to tot i have ever had all the candy i wanted to eat won't we get sick asked the boy who was busily eating a delicious peach rose candy outside and a soft delicate cream within i suppose so answered dot truthfully but there's nothing else to eat you see don't want nothing else said tot allegretti called the woman to one of the brown maids bring a dish of those new coconut kisses for our guests won't you have a few more maple caramels she asked politely turning to dot oh, no thank you replied the child i've eaten so much already that i fear i shall be ill oh nonsense returned the little man you cannot become ill eating this sort of candy 
for it's the purest in all the world but if you have lived here always you would doubtless become as fat as we are and probably you would lose all your teeth we're not going to stay answered dot in alarm we shall have to start in just a few minutes but not until you have taken a short walk around our valley remonstrated the little man you may never come here again you know and it is a very sweet sight they agreed to join their kind host in a walk and after the candy man had carefully dusted himself afresh with powdered sugar they started out as they walked up the street they noticed that many people came to the doors of the candy houses and looked at the strangers with great curiosity these people seemed made of many different kinds of candy but all were quite fat and had their clothes painted upon them in bright colors like the candy images that were sold in shops at christmas time aren't the people here very brittle asked dot as they walked along yes i may admit they are somewhat brittle answered the man that is one of the drawbacks we suffer from being made of candy only two days ago mr gunter a particular friend of mine fell down a hill and was broken into seventeen different pieces dear me exclaimed dot what did you do with him oh as he was beyond repair we divided him up among the neighbors who loved him best and ate him the next morning for breakfast ate him cried the girl who was greatly shocked certainly mr guncher was a very sweet man but this is horrible said dot with a shudder you were all cannibals cannibals what are those inquired the candy man why people who eat each other said dot oh then we are cannibals sure enough declared the little man calmly but cannibals are wicked creatures said the child aghast at such savagery is it wicked to eat candy in the country where you live demanded the man no but then people are not made of candy there well here there is nothing else than candy so if we eat at all we must eat candy is it wicked to eat in the country you came from no replied dot who was beginning to be puzzled at all this then said the little man you cannot consider us wicked for eating each other of course we never eat anyone who is not broken but when a man breaks himself into seventeen parts it is considered quite a compliment to him for the neighbors who feast upon his pieces this did not seem quite right to dot but she did not know how to reply and to add to her confusion the candy man suddenly held up his left hand which he had placed behind him as he talked and showed her that his thumb and two of the fingers were missing why what can have happened to them she asked in real distress the candy man looked at his hand carefully and then quickly turned and looked at tot there are marks of teeth on my hand said he and no one in this valley has teeth except you two children tot cried dot did you bite off this gentleman's fingers tot hung his head answer me said the girl have you been eating our friend well said tot slowly he said the folks here were good to eat and and he held his hand behind his back right in front of my mouth and and so i took one of little bite of his fingers and tot said dot i'm ashamed of you the idea of eating one who has been so kind to us and so soon after luncheon too oh pray do not scold him said the candy man he says i am good to eat and that makes me so proud that i shall not mind the loss of my fingers when i have time i can get some new ones patched on so it does not matter much in the least still dot was hurt and angry at the occurrence and tot walked behind them with hanging head very soon they saw sitting by the roadside a child 
who was so exceedingly black in color that dot exclaimed surely that baby isn't made of chocolate no said her friend that's a licorice child we have a few of them in the valley and they are much admired but here is our stream of pink lemonade and we will cross it by this little bridge the bridge is remarkably pretty being made of pea-green and orange-colored candy twisted together and ornamented with dainty frosted work such as bakers put upon wedding cakes upon reaching the other side of the stream they found themselves near the mountains which shut in the far side of the valley dot looked up at these mountains and asked curiously who are all those people sitting on the rocks at the question tot looked up also and saw long rows of candy men and women sitting close together at the foot of the mountains those people are the gum chewers replied their guide what are they doing there inquired the girl they are being punished returned the candy man gravely if you look over yonder to the left you will see a number of low bushes on those grow all kinds of chewing gums and sometimes those who are naughty go out there and pick the sticks of gum but i thought they had no teeth said dot nor have they but their gums are hardened by long use so they are able to chew as well as you do this gum chewing is a very disagreeable habit as doubtless you know so when anyone is discovered indulging in this habit we make them come out here to the mountains and sit on the rocks for seven days and seven nights it is a terrible disgrace of course but all naughtiness must be punished in some way dot watched the gum chewers thoughtfully for a time being ashamed to remember that she herself had often been guilty of indulging in this condemned habit but she said nothing about it and soon they turned and retraced their steps past the bridge and the village and the home of their kind host coming at last to the river's edge where they had landed here dot and tot were surprised to find one end of their boat filled with delicious-looking candies which the colored maids had placed there during their walk being directed in the work by the little candy woman with the shaker bonnet dot thanked the kind lady earnestly for the food she had brought in the basket was nearly gone then the candy lady gave each of the children a sweet kiss and the candy man shook hands with them being careful not to let tot bite off any more of his fingers our little adventurers now seated themselves in the boat and the chocolate maids pushed it off the bank for them soon they were drifting down the river again and before long the archway that led to the third valley of maryland end of chapter nine recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida